You're listening to a podcast of The River in Durant, Oklahoma. We hope that what you're about to hear will bless you and empower you to live the life that God has called you to live. We hope that it will strengthen your faith and that it will help you better understand, better recognize who you are in Christ Jesus. Fish and finances. Because the disciples of Jesus, the fish meant finances. Let's look at Matthew 17. And when they were come to Capernaum, they that received tribute money came to Peter and said, Doth not your master pay tribute? He saith, Yes. And when Jesus was come into the house, Jesus prevented him, saying, What thinkest thou, Simon? Of whom do the kings of the earth take custom or tribute? Of their own children or of strangers? Custom tribute is, is, is a tax. Peter said unto him, Of strangers. Jesus saith unto him, Then are the children free. Notwithstanding. Hang on. Less- hang on. You, you know why Jesus thought he was free from taxation? Because he was. He was. Yeah. He was, he was born free. Yeah. He was a house in the image of David. David got free from taxation when he killed Goliath. Yeah. And so it says, it's going to be in your house forever. Yeah. Everybody from your father's house will be free from taxation forever. He claimed a thousand year old promise. Right. Yeah. Claimed a thousand year old promise. Why? Amen. 1 Samuel 17 1 Samuel 17, 25 said, And the men of Israel said unto, unto David, Have you seen the man Goliath that has come up? Surely to defy Israel is he come up, and it shall be that the man who killeth him, the king will enrich him with great riches, and will give him his daughter, and make his father's house free in Israel. There are three prizes offered on that day by, by the king. One, great riches, the king's daughter, and then to have his father's house free from taxation forever. Wow, think of that. This final item, this final item is a clincher for me, really. Yeah. The, free, the free in Israel were those who paid no taxes. Yeah. This event took place a thousand years before Jesus was born. He still claimed the promise. Amen. Amen. This is why Paul said all the promises of God in Christ are yes and amen. This means that when you, you find a promise you, to put your faith to, by prayer and confession, God will make it happen. God will make it happen. Amen. Yes. Because time really means nothing to God. Yes. Time means nothing to God. Yes. That's right. You can be faithful in what you're called to do, what you say about your health, your your, your finances, and all, all that. Time means nothing to God. Yeah. Every good word He has ever spoken is still fresh on His breath. Yes. Just like He just just like He just spoke it. Amen. Your faith, can, your faith can stretch all the way back to, to the day the promise was first made. Yeah. Although many dispensations have existed, many, dis, many dis, although many dispensations have existed, the promises cut right through every dispensation. Most of the promises you claim will come from Jesus' teaching. Most of the promises you claim will come from Jesus' teaching. Yeah. Which means your promises are at least two thousand years old. Yeah. 
And contrary to popular opinion, old things don't necessarily get feeble or That's weak right. as they age. <laughs> oh no, God's God's old promises become better better yes. established as each subsequent generation finds and discovers them. Let's go back to Matthew seventeen now. Verse twenty seven Notwithstanding, lest we should offend them, go thou to the sea and cast an hook, and take the fish that first cometh up, and when thou hast opened his mouth thou shalt find a piece of money that take and give unto them for me and thee. Jesus will not give one penny of God's money to taxes. That's right. Not one penny. So he sent Peter to catch, a, catch one fish and open its mouth. Find a once lost coin. Coins that fall, fall out of somebody's pocket in the lake. Tell some, some if you find it, it's yours. Yeah. It's always been that way. This is obviously public money. Any finders, keepers, losers, weepers. <laughs> This was Jesus showing his total dominion over fish and finances. Yeah. He told a little fish to go pick up that coin, so Peter go pick up the fish. Mm -hmm. yeah. Amen. Amen. The first thing I want you to see is that prosperity is God's plan for you. Yes. Prosperity is God's plan for you. Matthew 4.19, I mean. And he saith unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And straightway, they left the nets and followed him. These men instantly understood what Jesus was saying, that men are the ultimate currency and ultimate commodity of heaven. Let me say that again. Men are the ultimate currency and ultimate commodity of heaven. Yes. Who had, and these men who had families to support and responsibilities in their communities, businesses to run, instantly got up and walked away from it all. Everything they knew about making a living and followed Jesus. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Put Jesus Amen. first in your money, yes. in your business, in your life. When we're going to do something, just come back and say, was that all right, Jesus? I hope you like that. <laughs> Let's look at the first mention of the, of the word fish to discover the second link to the finances. Genesis one twenty six. And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. The very first thing you have dominion over is the fish. First thing name. Yeah. Fish. Why? Because you have your livelihood there. Yeah. And over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. And if, if AOC has her way, we won't have any cattle anymore. <laughs> It's just fish. <laughs> Verse 27. So God created man in the, his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. 28. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. What, is, what does dominion mean? And you're in charge. You have dominion over your finances. That's the second thing I want you to see. You have dominion over your finances. Let's look, at the, let's look at the last mention of fish in the scriptures. John 21. It's the last time fish is mentioned in, in the scriptures. John 21. 
After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. And on this wise showed... Sea of Tiberias is the Sea of Galilee. It was renamed just about the time of Jesus. Renamed Tiberias Sea after Tiberius Emperor. And on this wise showed he himself. There were together Simon Peter and Thomas called Didymus and Nathanael of Cana in Galilee and the sons of Zebedee and two other of his disciples. Simon Peter saith unto them, I go a fishing. They say unto him, We also go with thee. They went forth and entered into a ship immediately, and that night they caught nothing. This is a picture this is a picture of the Christian using his skills without Jesus involved. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. Verse five. Then Jesus saith unto him to them, Children, have ye any meat? They answered him, No. And he said unto them, Cast the net on the right side of the ship, and ye shall find. They cast therefore, and now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. Wow. Therefore that disciple. Therefore that disciple whom Jesus loved saith unto Peter, It is the Lord. Now when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he gird his fisher's coat unto him, for he was naked and did cast himself into the sea. Put his coat on and go swimming. <laughs> Peter. And the other disciples came in a little ship, for they were not far from land, but as it were, 200 cubits. 100 yards, about. Dragging the net with fishes. As soon as they were there, they were come to the land, they saw a fire of coals there, and fish laid thereon, and bread. Jesus saith unto them, Bring the fish which ye have now caught. Simon Peter went up and drew the net to land full of great fishes, an hundred and fifty and three, and for all there were so many, yet was not the net broken. Jesus saith unto them, Come and dine. And none of the disciples durst ask him, Who art thou, knowing that it was the Lord? Jesus then cometh and taketh bread and giveth them and fish likewise. If Jesus has fish, then you have fish. Whatever he has, you have. When Jesus catches fish, man, he catches them more than enough. More than enough. Let's look, at, let's look at Numbers 11, 1. I want you to see something special in this. And when the people complained, it displeased the Lord, and the Lord heard it, and his anger was kindled, and the fire of the Lord burnt among them, and consumed them that were in the uttermost parts of the camp. Number 2. And the people cried unto Moses, and when Moses' prayer said unto the Lord, prayed unto the Lord, the fire was quenched. Verse 3, and he called the name of the place Tibera, because the fire of the Lord burnt among them. Verse 4, and the mixed multitude that was among them fell a lusting, and the children of Israel also wept again and said, Who shall give us flesh to eat? Verse 5, we remember the fish which we did eat in Egypt freely, the cucumbers and the melons and the leeks and the onions and the garlic. Verse 6, But now our soul is dried away. There is nothing at all besides this manna before our eyes. Listen to this. Forget the way the world does it. So we remember the fish of Egypt, how we ate without, without constraint. 
forget that way of doing things. Yeah. We're going to look at Mark chapter 10 for a story of how they forget how to do it their, their way. And when he was gone forth into the way, there came one running and kneeled to him and asked him, Good master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. Thou knowest the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness, defraud God, honor thy father and mother. Listen to this. This is the gospel of the, of the kingdom. It's, it's about the law. It's how Jesus told him that he would live forever. He just do this. Verse 20. Because he was a Jew. This won't work for you. Bless you. Jesus' word will, will not work for you right here. It's not for Gentiles at all. Verse 20. And he answered and said unto him, Master, all these things have I observed from my youth. Then Jesus, beholding him, loved him, and said unto him, One thing thou lackest, go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven. <laughs> he did not say give it all to the poor, he said give to the poor. That's what he said. He was unwilling to even give, a, give an offering. Right. You shall have treasure in heaven, and come take up the cross and follow me. And he was sad at that saying, and went away grieved, for he had great possessions. And Jesus looked round about, and saith unto his disciples, How hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God? Yeah. And the disciples were astonished at his words. But Jesus answered again, and saith unto them, Children, how hard is it for them that trust in riches to enter into in the kingdom of God? It's easier for a camel. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom to of enter. God. They were astonished out of a measure. Saying among themselves, Who then can be saved? Let's be honest. This who then who then can be saved? Is that the reaction of poor men or, or men men of means? Yeah. yeah. Poor men wouldn't say that, would they? No. They say, Yahoo, the rich people are all going to die and go to hell. We're going to get, get all this stuff. <laughs> the next verse, Miss Anne. Verse 27. And Jesus, looking upon them, saith, What men is it is with men it is impossible, but not with God? For with God all things are possible. And Peter began to say, Then Peter began to say unto him, Lo, we have left all and have followed thee. And Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, There is no man that hath left house, or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my sake and the gospels. But he shall receive an hundredfold now in this time houses, and brethren, and sisters, and mothers, and children, and lands, and with persecutions, and in the world to come mm -hmm. eternal life. You see, Jesus said right here, nobody's ever lost out by giving, giving what you have. Nobody's ever lost out by giving to God. You said, we see a hundredfold now in this time. Is that clear to you? Houses, brethren, and sisters, and mothers. 
It's funny to me that the persecution took, took the place of the wire. Third verse 29 says, Our mother, our wife. Well, you can't have more wives. But you get persecution in the place of a wife. Yeah. <laughs> little joke, girls. Just a little joke. Not funny. Number <laughs> five. It is not hard for a rich man to be in the kingdom. It's hard for him to enter the kingdom. This is what Jesus said. He did not say it's hard for a rich man to be in the kingdom. Hard for him to enter the kingdom because he has he has a way of doing things that aren't God's way. This means God would rather make you rich than, than adopt you rich. God would rather make you rich than, than adopt you rich. Yeah. Look how your worship figures into fish and finances. God said to Israel, Deuteronomy chapter four, verse sixteen. Lest ye corrupt yourselves and make you a graven image, the similitude of any figure and the likeness of male or female, the likeness of any beast that is on the earth, the likeness of any winged fowl that flieth in the air, the likeness of anything that creepeth on the ground, the likeness of any fish that is in the waters beneath the earth. Natural provision can corrupt spiritual worship. It can. You can get so bound up in what you have you forget what you don't have, yeah. which is life. Yeah. They, they try to make their life fill, fill up with, with things, stuff, you know. They got on the fish god of the Philistines. Let's look at him. First Samuel 5. First Samuel 5, 1. And the Philistines took the ark of God and brought it from Ebenezer unto Ashdod. And the Philistines... When the Philistines took the ark of God, they brought it into the house of Dagon and set it by Dagon. Oh, no. And when they of Ashdod arose early on the morrow, behold, Dagon was fallen upon his face to the earth before the ark of the Lord. And they took Dagon and set him in his place again. Properly worshiping the true God. <laughs> and when they arose early on the morrow morning, behold, Dagon was fallen upon his face to the ground before the ark of the Lord. And the head of Dagon, and both the palms of his hands were cut off upon the threshold. Only the stump of Dagon was left to him. Not very appealing. You cannot worship God in Mammon. Yeah. Mammon was personified money. It was a very ancient practice of making gold and silver into hand-sized hand or pocket-sized items. And they traveled with these things, had extra money on them. Not unlike statuettes on some folks' dashboards. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Let's go to Jonah. Jonah one seventeen. Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. And then Jonah two one. Then Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God out of the fish's belly. Verse 9, But I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that I have that I have vowed. Okay. Planned thanksgiving is, a, is an appropriate sacrifice. Planned, planned thanksgiving 
planned Thanksgiving is an appropriate sacrifice. Jonah said, I, I, will, I will do this. I will keep my vows. He, he vowed a vow and then he got swallowed by the fish. He said, I'm going back to, back to the temple and make my vows right. Jonah 2.9b, salvation is of the Lord. Salvation is of the Lord. And the last part of that verse 9, it's a powerful thing. He didn't say salvation belongs to the Lord. Anybody know what he said? Salvation. He said Yeshua. Yeah, Yeshua. Yeshua. He said Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus means deliverer. So when he spoke that, that something had to happen, something, something had to give. Look what gave. Yes. Mm -hmm. Verse 10. And the Lord spake unto the fish, and it vomited Jonah upon the dry land. The word of God is your way out of financial trouble. Amen. Big fish had eaten Jonah. <laughs> Some of you are in bed of a big fish right now. Yeah. And dead over your head. God's word is your way out. God spoke to the fish. Yeah. yeah. If, 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 but you need to fix the fish too. You know what I'm saying? Matthew fourteen fifteen. And when it was evening, his disciples came to him, saying, "This is a desert place, and the time is now past. Send the multitude away, that they may go into the villages and buy themselves victuals." But now, Jesus, now Alexander Scorbitt says victuals, just like Jed, Jed Clampett did. Victuals. Victuals. Okay. <laughs> Verse 16, But Jesus said unto them, They need not depart. Give ye them to eat. And they say unto him, We have here but five loaves and two fishes. He said, Bring them hither to me. And he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass and took the five loaves and the two fishes. And looking up to heaven, he blessed and brake and gave the loaves to his disciples and the disciples to the multitude. And they did all eat and were filled, and they took up the fragments that remained, twelve baskets full. And they that had eaten were about five thousand men, beside women and children. How much did they take up? Twelve baskets. Who did that belong to? The little boy. The little boy. <laughs> Who gave his lunch? Jesus blessed it and broke it and gave it to his disciples. They gave it to the people. When you yeah. give your finances to Jesus, and He turns and blesses it, puts it into the hands of the, of the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, who, who make this distribution, and in turn you get a harvest. Amen. Amen. Your harvest is due. Your harvest is due. The day you put a seed in, you have you have a harvest that goes on the calendar in heaven. This is His day. Yeah, they're ready for it already. Make a preparation for your harvest right now. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Come on, Miss Anna. Tell them what you're going to do next week. I'm going to give a great big offering. Amen. All right. <laughs> I, I will testify of God's faithfulness. I've tried to out giving. Can't do it. <laughs> the more I give, the more he gives back to me. And the great thing is, you know, we don't just hoard it upon ourselves. He blesses us to bless others. There are people around you that need to be blessed. So be sensitive to that. And 
seriously, be praying this week about what you think you want the Lord to do. Just be praying all week long because he's going to speak to you. Now, whether or not you try to change it, that number, don't do it. Have a blessed week. Love you guys.